Ketubot Taf Memalf, the last thing we're discussing was the age of when a girl gets a knas, if someone is with her by force. We saw that according to Rabbi Meir, it's from the age of 12 to 12 and a half. And according to Hachamim, it's from 3 till the age of 12 and a half. And we saw Rav Hasta explaining Rabbi Meir because the Pasuk says, leisha. She has to have the ability to marry herself off. And that's only when she becomes 12 and Ara. And that's when she is able to marry herself off. And that's when she gets a knas. And Resh Lakish explained Rabbanan who hold even from the Ktana age she gets uh, the Knas uh, because the Pasuk says over there Nara uh, minus a He and I'm understanding that even a Ktana gets a uh, Knas if someone is with her by force. And with that we are starting Mem Aleph Amud Aleph straight from the beginning where it's, by the Mishnah where it says Haomer Petiti at Bito Shel Peloni if someone says I seduced this person's daughter and I owe him a knas, the boshet, the pgam, mishalem boshet to pgam al piatzmo. A person can, uh, pays the embarrassment money, the pgam, the depreciation money based on his word, because when he admits, it's like a hundred witnesses. Ve'en mishalem knas, but he does not pay the fine, because a person who admits when it comes to fine does not have to pay. This is a drasha in Masechet Babakama, Asher Yashi'un Elohim. Uh, Elohim has to obligate you, Elohim meaning the Dayanim, have to obligate you in a fine. A person cannot obligate himself in a fine. And on that note, Ta'omer Ganavti, if a person said, I stole something, he has to pay the principal, whatever he stole, whatever its worth is. But he doesn't have to pay the double. If a person uh, gets caught uh, stealing something and he lies about it, he has to pay double. If he sold it or if he shakted it, he has to pay four or five times. Same idea if a person says, Hey, meet Shori et Peloni, my ox killed this person, or Shoro Shel Peloni, or he, or it killed uh, someone else's uh, ox, he has to pay for it. Hareze Mishalem al Piatmo, he has to pay for it based on his testimony. He meet Shori Avdo Shel Peloni, but if he said, My ox killed this person's slave, and Mishalem, he doesn't have to pay the fine that a person has to pay uh, for killing a slave, the 30 kesef, and mishalem al piatzmo, you have to pay based on your own admission, because that's a fine. Zaklal, this is the rule, anyone who pays more than what he damaged, meaning a fine, and no mishalem al piatzmo, doesn't pay based on his own admission. And the Gemara right away starts, we said, if a person said, uh, I seduced someone's daughter, why do you have to go to the whole seduction thing? Velitni, Anasti, why don't you just say Anasti, which is honest, which is uh, worse. So the Gemara explains, Lomi Bayakaman, the Gemara said that the Mishnah was talking in a not just uh, type of talking, meaning Lomi Anasti de Lokapagimla, not just in the case where he said, I was Me'aneser, he didn't ruin her, he didn't embarrass the family. When a person says, uh, I seduced her, means she agreed with it, she did a Ma'aseh no, that's embarrassing for the family. Anasti is not an embarrassment to the family. So not just in the case where he said Anasti, which is not embarrassing the family, over there he pays uh, and the embarrassment and the depreciation based on his own admission. When a person says he seduced a woman, which is the Kapagimla, which is uh, you're, you're embarrassing the family, you're saying she didn't says Maybe over there we're not going to believe you, and we're not going to say that you have to pay the the boshet and the pagam based on your own admission. Kamash Malan our Mishnah tells you that yes, you do pay the, based on your own admission, even though 
whatever you said about her is just going to get stronger and more believable. And matnitin mishnah that a mefateh pays bosh tamgam based on his own admission is not like the following tana de tanya. Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda Omer, Mishum Rabbi Shimon, af bosh tufgam eno mishalem al piatzmo. You don't even have to pay the boshet and the pagam based on his own admission because law call him ploni. It's not up to every person to come and ruin someone else's daughter. Because the minute you pay her for the boshet and pagam, you're strengthening this uh, rumor. Now, let's say Nihalidamai. Let's say she uh, she'd rather take the money, the boshet pagam, that's a lot of money. She'd rather that would it be Shimon then admit that he, that he has to pay her? The Gemara pushes back. Maybe it's not good for a father. Maybe he's embarrassed by it. So again, if I ask, okay, let's say let's say your father's okay with accepting that money. The family really needs the money. They, they won't accept Boshet Gam. Does he have to pay based on his own admission? Abaye answers back. Maybe there's someone in the family that's embarrassed by it, and therefore we're, we don't want to strengthen this uh, rumor, and therefore don't pay. So again, our papa asks, Let's say the family is okay with accepting this Bosh What would be the halacha there? Would Rabbi Shimon agree that you pay based on your own admission? So, so Abaye answered back, It can't be a family member somewhere around the world that is not upset by this and wouldn't want to accept it. Next, Haomer, a person said, I stole something, he has to pay the principal. So Itmar, it was said, and this is regarding a short time, a bull that did not gore three times is considered a, we'll call him a relaxed bull. And therefore, if he if he damages anything, he only has to pay half. It's called Hatsinezek. So Itmar, Palganiska, this half damage. Papa says that's paying back what you damaged, and therefore you would pay based on your own admission. The half damages that 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 owner of the bull has to pay is a fine, and therefore he would not pay based on his own admission. What's the reason of Papa holds that half damages is considered money? It's paying back because because he held that bulls are not considered watched over. They're not relaxed. You have to take care of them. Really, you should pay the entire whatever you damaged. And Hashem had mercy on this guy. Because this, uh, this bull hasn't been set in its ways, meaning it hasn't gored three times. So Hashem felt bad and said only you have to pay half. So really, technically, you have to pay the entire thing. So that's why it's mamon. But Hashem scaled it back. Rav Huna held that the, this half nezek, it's just a fine. Why? Because he held a regular bull that's nev- that never gored. Is considered uh, relaxed. It's considered calm. It's considered watched over. And really, doesn't have to pay anything. And Hashem find him half the nezek, half the damages. This way, a person should be careful. You're right. Your bull is calm, but still, you always have to be careful. And therefore, we're going to find you half the damages in case anything happens. Now we have a siman for the next four uh, braytot or mishnayot that the Gemara is going to bring. 
Siman Hezik is one, Maz two, Vehemit is three, and Klal is four. So Tanan, let's go after number one, which is Hezik. Tanan, we let them Bavakama, Hanizak Vamazik, Betashlumim. The one who damaged and the one who got damaged, they, they're together when it comes to paying back. And we're understanding that, uh, that if a short time uh, gores something, they only have to pay half the damage, meaning they share uh, the, the loss. He pays half, he loses half. So now, according to Rafapa, who held that half uh, the nezek that has to be paid back is just paying back, you really owe everything, just Hashem felt bad. Now I understand why the one who got damaged, uh, he's part of this uh, loss. He has, uh, He's part of that paying back because he lost half of what he was supposed to get. But according to Rav Huna, who held that it's a fine, the one who was damaged is taking half the, the, the damage money when it doesn't belong to him. So then how can you say that he has to pay back? Meaning the language tashlum, I mean, it doesn't make sense because here the person was damaged. Why, why is it Sheikh to say that he has to pay? So the Gemara explains, Lo nevela. Now what we're saying that the, the person who was damaged is losing out, from whenever this, uh, this bull gored his uh, ox, let's say that was the damage, uh, so whenever that happened until they actually come to Betin, the, the nevela, the carcass, is, is going down in price. Let's say on day one when he got damaged or when he got killed, it's worth a hundred. By the time he gets to Beti, now it's worth eighty or seventy dollars. That's the loss that the person who was damaged is, so to speak, having to pay. But the Gemara says, "Pehat nevela tanina." But this loss of the uh, of the carcass, whatever it depreciates, we already learned it. It says in Baba Kama, "Tashlumenezek melamed shabealim metaplim banevela." What's the tashlumen ezek that the one who was damaged has to do? Is that the owner is the one who has to deal with uh, trying to sell the carcass. And whatever was lost out, the damager has to pay. So then why would Rabbi have to mention this Mishnah again? So the Gemara explains, no. Hada betam vehada bimuad. One of them is talking about a short time and one of them is talking about a short muad. From the Ritva and Rashi, it sounds like that uh, the Mishnah that says Hanizak Mazik Betashlumin, that's talking about Shor Tam, and over here we're talking about uh, Shor Mu'ad, and the Rashba says uh, the exact opposite. That over here, our Mishnah is talking about Shor Tam, and over there in Baba Kamat, it's talking about Shor Mu'ad. Interesting. And the Gemara explains, Utsricha, and I need this deen by Shor Tam and Shor Mu'ad. Because if you only told me this deen by a Shor Tam, I could have said there's a place, you know, to be more lenient with the one who damaged Mishum Dakate Loyad because no one warned him. His shore is not a Mu'ad. It didn't gore three times. Okay, I have a Mu'ad, but shore Mu'ad, it gore three times the Ad. You were warned already, and we should be more strict on you. Emalo, maybe the one who was damaged shouldn't lose whatever he, whatever the depreciating value of the of the carcass, and make make the person who damaged pay for that also. And if you only told me about Mu'ad, I would have said, If you're already paying the whole thing, we're going to throw the book at him and make him pay more. About Tam, but a short Tam, maybe, maybe, listen, he's only paying half, of the half the damages, maybe it's not to make him pay for the depreciating value of the carcass. That's why I need both. 
Tashima, we have another Braita. It says in Balakam also, Mabin Tam Lemoad. What's the difference between a short Tam to a short Moad? Shatam Shalem Hazin Ezekemigufo. The short Tam has to pay half the damages, but from its own body. Meaning, uh, let, let's say the, the cow that gored, uh, let's say it's worth less than half of what this uh, cow that he killed uh, cost. Then the person who was damaged loses even more. And by umuad, and if it's gored three times, then mishalem nizik shalem in aliyah. Then he has to pay back whatever it's worth, full price, and from his top asset, meaning he, there's no way around it. Now, that sounds like it's the only difference. Velo katane doesn't say shatam eno mishalem al piatsmo, that it doesn't say that by a short time he doesn't pay based on his own admission. Umuad mishalem al piatsmo, and if it's a short muad, he has to pay based on his own admission. And it shows you that the hatsin ezek that he has to pay by short time is mamon, which is arguing on Rav Huna Bereder of Yosho, who said it's a knas. So the Gemara explains, no, Ravuna would always push it back and say, Tana Vishir, that they only brought some of the differences, they didn't bring all the differences. So my Shir, the high Shir, so what else did they leave over? So the Gemara explains, Shir Hatsi Kofir. They left over the half Kofir, meaning uh, a Kofir from language of Kapara, if someone's bull killed uh, someone, if it's a Shomad, he has to fully pay. If it's uh, a short time, then he doesn't have to pay at all. Not even half a kofir. It's like Gemara says, "Im mishum hatsi kofir lav shirau." If no, if you're bringing the whole hatsi uh, kofir thing, that's not called leftover because you could always say, "Am mishnah hamani who's alike." Rabbi Yosei Gelihi de Amar tam mishalim hatsi kofir that a tam pays half a kofir, and there's no difference between uh, half nezek half kofir. It's the same thing, and that's why they didn't mention it. So Tashema. If a person says, my bull uh, ki- uh, killed this person, a regular person, or killed someone else's bull, he pays based on his own admission. My love, are we talking about a short time? And it sounds like it's considered money. It's not considered a fine. The Gemara says, no, we're not uh, talking about a short time. We're talking about a shor bemuad. We're talking about he's killed already three times, and that's why he pays based on his own admission because he has to pay back. And that for sure is mamon. So like my says, aval betamai. Okay, so let's say it was a short time who killed someone. What would be the halacha? Enomishalem al piatzmo. You want to say he doesn't pay based on his own admission because it's only a knas? Okay. Adetane sefa. So then when the sefa says. Uh, when a person says that his bull killed the Avdoshel Peloni, a person's slave, and Shalem Al Piazmo doesn't have to pay that thirty case uh, after you pay for an Ivet based on his own admission because it's Knas, you should just uh, mention everything over there and say when do we say that if a person's bull killed someone, that's Bimuad. That's when you have to fully pay. Aval Tam but if it was a short time that killed, doesn't have to pay best on his own admission. So why do you have to go from the first part being about Ben Horim, then now talking about Ayavid? That whole Mishnah sounds like it's uh, inside out what's going on here. So like my answer is no. Kula No, the entire Mishnah is talking about a short Mu'ad. And the Hidush is that the Tanah wanted to teach us that sometimes a person doesn't pay based on his own admission, like by an Ayavid, the 30 case over there is a fine and not money, and therefore you cannot pay based on your own admission. So now, 
Tashima, here's another Mishnah. It says, We learned this in our Mishnah. It says, The final the rule is, Anyone who pays more than what he damaged, which is a fine, does not pay based on his own admission. Let's say a person pays less than what he uh, he damaged. He pays based on his own admission. That shows you that the half nezik, because you're not paying more than what you're admitting, that's considered mamon. It's not a knas. The Gemara says, No, don't be medayek. Don't try to figure out that oh, if a person uh, is paying less than what he damaged, don't, don't do that. Ella Emma, rather, I want you to understand the Mishnah. If a person pays back exactly what he damaged, then he pays based on his own admission. Let's say a person is paying less than that, then what would be the halacha? He wouldn't pay based on his own admission. Then litni then say in the Mishnah that the rule is kol If a person does not pay exactly what he damaged, doesn't have to pay based on his own admission. The mashma it sounds like that if he would be paying less, like let's say hatzinezek, then he wouldn't be paying based on his own admission. And also, and also, I understand from it that if a person is paying more than exactly what he damaged, he also doesn't pay based on his own admission. So the Gemara ends off to you're right. It is a problem with the with Rav holds it's a knas and really, but the halacha is palganis kaz knasa that the half damages that a person with the shormuad the, the, the damage that the, he has to pay is is only is a fine. So now the Gemara asks the obvious question. You're telling me it's a problem, but yet Allah is like him? The Gemara says, yes, in, yeah, exactly, that's why. Why? Because what's the reason it's a problem? Because it doesn't say exactly the amount he uh, damaged. And you could explain that the reason the Tana didn't say it that way because because there's also a half damages of rocks. If a bull by mistake uh, th- kicked rocks and it broke uh, someone's window, you have to pay for it. But it's a mistake, so you only pay half. The Hilcheta Gemiraleb, we have a halacha, meaning it's halacha Moshe Misinai, the Mamonahu. This is one of those things that's money, meaning you pay for what you damaged. And even though it's not exactly the the amount he damaged for, it's still you have to pay it, and it's not a fine. And Mishumachi look at an end. That's the reason it didn't say exactly Kemoshe uh, Hizik. So we could explain that the question on Rav Huna who said it's a fine is not really a question. Now Okay, so now that you're ending off and you're telling me that this uh, paying back half of the damage is a fine. If a dog ate sheep, or a cat ate big chickens, it's something not normal for a dog to eat something that big, or, or a cat to eat something much bigger than, than a regular small chicken, or something huge like that. It's, it's it's huge, and therefore it's not regular uh, d- damages. It's already a fine, and in Babel we shouldn't be able to uh, extract payment for it because it's a fine, and we don't judge uh, fines in Babel. We don't impose fines on in Babel. The fines that we usually impose on people, like the ones, mifate, that you could only do in Erzel where there's a real betin of semuchin. 
and by fine it's as a share your shi'un Elohim and Elohim is the Dayanim and they have to impose a fine on you. Aval zutre, but let's say a cat ate small chickens or how it's normal and umagbinan, we count it as regular money damages and you'd have to pay for it. Ve'itafas, and if the person who was damaged uh, grabs property from the person whose uh, cow damaged, a dog damaged, loma pikinan mine, we don't t- uh, take it away from him, meaning whatever he took, he took. So if he stole uh, the, the $20 it cost for the chicken, okay, uh, that we, we don't uh, take that $20 back. And if we and if the person who's damaged says, "I want uh, an appointment in the Betin in Eretz Israel," then we set him up an appointment. And if the damage the damager doesn't go with him to Eretz Israel, then we uh, we put him in a harem, put him in nidui. Either way. We still put the, the, the damager in Shemata, which is a lower level of, uh, of Because we tell him, you got to get rid of that dangerous thing you have in your house, that cat that can eat a whole chicken, that dog that can eat a whole sheep. Like How do we know to have a bad dog in his house? You're not allowed to have a shaky ladder in your house. Do not put blood in your house. And now we're starting the fourth parak of Masechet Ketubot. And the Mishnah starts. A Nara who was seduced. Her embarrassment, or whatever she was depreciated, and the fine, shalavia, all those go to the father. And the pain money by a woman who was grabbed, nanusa, that goes to the father also. Amda badin, if she came to betin, before the father came, then the boshet, the pagam, the knas, they go to the father. Meta of the father passed away. Harehen shalachin. He goes to the brothers. They're the yoshin. Loi speak ala amod badin atshemetav. She didn't go to betin, and the father passed away. Harehen shalatzma. Then they go to her, and that's because the father didn't have any rights yet. Meaning, if the ones or the mefateh admits and he's patur from the knas, because a person usually admits he doesn't have to pay the fine, then the father wouldn't get it, and a father cannot pass over an inheritance of fine that he is going to get or in this case the rights that he has to his daughter and on that note Amda Badin let's say she came to Betin before she became a Bogeret so the money goes to the father even afterwards and if the father passed away it goes to the brothers but if she didn't get to go to Betin before she became a Bogeret then the money goes to her because when she came to Betin it was already like she's older Rabbi Shimon Omer it all depends when she got the payment. If she didn't get the money yet before the father uh, passed away, then it belongs to her, not her brothers. It doesn't make a difference if you got a Beitin. It all depends on when she got the actual cash. It doesn't make a difference if they already came to Beitin. The father didn't have a right for that Kanas money until it actually comes to her hand. And therefore he cannot inherit it to his children. And on that note, anything that she worked, any money that she made up until she's 12 and a half, and anything she found 
even though, let's say, she didn't get her salary yet, but she did work during that time. So let's say she worked between 12 and 12 and a half, and she's expecting a check in the mail when she's 13. Since it belongs to the father, because that's work that she did at that age, it belongs to the father. So if the father died, then it goes to the children. It's considered as if the father already received it, he acquired it, and then that he could give over to the children. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.